morning it is october 22 2022 you are listening all out law i'm your host attorney kyle wyatt of wyatt law and associates and freedom traffic law located at 2847 south Inger mill road unit c 101 springville mo open monday through friday eight to five handling all of your family law and traffic law needs we are broadcast outside come by uh there is a uh raffle where you can win a hot tub jacuzzi uh they look nicer sitting out here on the lawn and all you have to do to uh register to win to get some tickets so you can uh join the raffle is uh, bring some uh non-perishable canned goods and uh for every pound uh, you uh you bring in you get a ticket uh, so obviously the more pounds of, of canned goods uh, you, you bring, uh, the more tickets, more chances you have to win. And it's going to be a beautiful day, a little, little chilly this morning, but it's going to turn out to be a very beautiful day. So come join us out here uh, right off of uh, what Glenstone and Kearney. Uh, big Shots, you know, the place where you can hit some golf balls and um, have some drinks and enjoy good company. So it's, it'll be a great time, and it's for a great cause. Uh, so come on down and, uh, and join us. Uh, we are joined today with Melanie Bach. She is with the uh, the Galloway Village Association. Did I say that right? Neighborhood Association. Neighbor, sorry, Neighborhood Association. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, the purpose of the day is uh, there are several... Uh, amendments and questions on uh, the upcoming ballot. We have an election coming up, ladies and gentlemen, in two weeks, in three days, uh, and you need to get educated uh, and and be prepared for what uh, you're going to see when you walk into the ballot booth ahead of time. Don't walk in and be surprised uh, not knowing the issues, not knowing the, the consequences of your vote before you go in. And so that is what the the purpose of today is. And if you've got thoughts, questions, comments about it, you give us a call in the studio at 447-5743. Uh, obviously, we, we, we know the, 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 the normal elections, right, the general elections, what's, what's, what's on the table. You know, Eric Schmidt, Attorney General, is running for U.S. Senate against that Trudy Bush Valentine. Uh, we have here locally for the 7th Congressional District our own uh, Eric Burleson, uh, Senator Burleson is uh, running for election to win uh, Billy Long's seat there in the 7th uh, Congressional District. Uh, everybody is calling this uh, election cycle going to be a, a big red wave, right? A red tsunami. Uh, but that can only happen if we get out and vote. You cannot, you cannot just stay home and think, well, Burleson's got it in the bag. I can, I got better things to do on a Tuesday. Eric Schmidt's got this in the bag. He doesn't need my help. Uh, that is, uh, that'd be very wrong. And, 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 and more importantly, uh, it would fly in the face of exactly what everybody has been fighting for for these last two years. Ever since 2020, uh, and especially during the lockdowns and, and what we see government is, is able, capable of doing, uh, you cannot just sit at home and, and rest on your morals. You have to get out and vote, and it's going to be very important. And so the purpose of today's show is, is to really educate you guys. There are, there are four things, really, that I want you to be cognitive of. First is there's going to be on the ballot called uh, Constitutional Amendment 1. And uh, then we have a Constitutional Amendment 3. We have a Constitutional Amendment 4. 
there's a Constitution Amendment 5, not a big deal. Uh, but question one uh, here locally, if you are a Springfield registered voter, question one is going to be on your ballot. And you really need to know uh, what's, uh, what's at stake. What is it about? What does it mean? Uh, why is it important? Why should I check yes or no? Why I don't I don't I don't live there. I don't care. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about that today. Uh, but you have to you have to be informed. Uh, so start off with the Constitutional Amendment one. Uh, it's a yes or no vote. And the question is, do you want to amend the Missouri Constitution to allow the General Assembly to override the current constitutional restrictions of state investments by the state treasurer? and allow state investments in municipal securities possessing one of the top five highest long-term ratings or the highest short-term rating. State governments entities estimate no costs and increase uh, interest revenues of $2 million per year. Uh, local government entities estimate no costs and increase interest revenue of at least 34000 a year. If you listen to this channel, you have uh, surely come across this guy named Glenn Beck, and he has been talking repeatedly about BlackRock and the investments and their public policy, their, their views towards um, woke agendas, whether it is the destruction of the fossil fuel industry, energy, uh, whether it is uh, they're, they're in favor of the, the new type of credit score. Uh, it is vital that our treasurer be able to remove funds, or our, our state, for that matter, to remove our investments uh, from entities, corporations like that, um, because that is our taxpayer dollars. And when you have situations where uh, you have this BlackRock who is uh, into what they call as negative interest rates, um, all for their own, what they believe, global good, uh, that is not good for Missourians. And Glenn Beck has been uh, preaching incestuously about how we have to wake up and, and, and get our monies out of there. Talking to state legislators, saying, come on, guys, get, get with it. You cannot invest in corporations like this. Um, and, and so uh, it's starting that uh, states are pulling their monies out. Uh, it, think about it. If you have over $500 million of investments, that's, that's going to take a big hit on a corporation. And states like Missouri and Texas, Louisiana, Tennessee are, 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 are doing just that. And so uh, this is a, a, a good move. It also opens up uh, where the government can uh, buy bonds and stuff from municipalities, whereas before they couldn't. Uh, and so in our estimation, Constitution Amendment 1 would be a yes vote. Uh, we'll get back after the break uh, concerning these others, and then specifically those here in Springfield. Why is question one important? Why, why should you vote yes or why should you vote no? We'll be back right after the short message. All right, welcome back. You are listening to AOL. We are broadcasting live from Big Shots here off of Kearney and Glenstone. So come by, uh, bring some canned goods. Uh, have your chance uh, to win a hot tub, a gigantic hot tub. Uh, some of these got they got speakers, music coming out of those. That was pretty cool. Uh, but bring in your donations. Come by, wave, say hi, and uh, and uh, and just have some good times. There are going to be some drinks here, games uh, for folks. Uh, so it, it'll, it'll be a good event for you guys. Um, we'll we'll come back. We'll circle back to question three. Uh, 
or Constitutional Amendment three, Constitutional Amendment four. Uh, you walk into the ballot booth, it'll state, shall the Missouri Constitution be amended to authorize laws passed before December 1, 2026, that increase minimum funding for a police force established by a state board of police commissioners to ensure, ensure such police force has additional resources to serve as communities. Uh, the last couple of years, many of you have heard the, uh, the chants, the proclamations of defund police. We heard that during the uh, Summer of Love 2020. Uh, defund the police. We have many politicians still out there believing that uh, you should defund the police. In, in fact, there's one here in our state, uh, Mayor Quentin Lucas um, of Kansas City. Big proponent of defunding the police. We don't need them. Uh, you get in trouble, uh, just call a crackhead. They'll, they'll help you out. Uh, and so... <laughs> This, this amendment is only about Kansas City. There is only one jurisdiction in the state of Missouri that has a police force uh, that is established by a state board of police commissioners. And that is in, in Jackson County, in Kansas City. Uh, and so what they're saying is that for at least the next four years, you're not going to decrease the police budget one iota. And so that's what this amendment is about. And so on December 31, 2026, it'll go away. Uh, look, guys, uh, just, uh, just uh, to put this all out there, uh, we have said this on the show uh, many times, that the Missouri Constitution is almost unreadable and, and definitely unrecognizable from its inception, I believe back in the 1940s. Uh, what the Missouri Constitution has turned into is just one gigantic statute book. Uh, it doesn't take much to add a... Uh, a, a ballot initiative to amend the Missouri Constitution. Uh, it uh, it gets you have parts of the Missouri Constitution that contradicts itself. You know, if you look at our federal constitution, it was drafted by certified geniuses. Uh, these men were uh, ahead of their time, and and how we know that is this document that's over two hundred years old. Uh, is still in existence, uh, still uh, trustworthy, still something that is worth fighting for. Uh, this Missouri Constitution, uh, you, you cannot make that claim. And so we have things on there that have absolutely no business being on a, a, in, in a Constitution. And so there is going to be a question down below called Constitutional Convention Question. And it, under the Missouri Constitution, that has to be brought up to the people every 20 years. And the question is, shall there be a convention to revise and amend the Constitution? Might be a good idea to try to check yes on that, uh, to see what we can do. The only problem is, is who's going to be doing the revision? Who's going to be doing these writings? Uh, but the way the Constitution is written now, it, it, it's it, there needs to be a change in, in all reality, it probably needs to be wadded up and, and start all over again and, and put some better safeguards in there to make sure it's not so easily amended. Uh, the question that's for you guys here in Springfield, though, and why we have a guest here who is uh, staying warm as best she can out here, <laughs> is question one. And it states that shall the city of Springfield amend the Springfield Land Development Code, Section 36-306, official zoning map, and rules for interpretation by 
rezoning 4.2 acres of property generally located at blah 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 doesn't matter where it's at south 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 lone pine avenue uh from residential single family single family residential uh general retail and limited business district uh to plan development number 374 and adopt an updated official zoning map so our our guest here is is quite familiar uh with uh, this she is uh, been leading the way with uh, her organization, Melanie Bach. Um, and so, right off the bat, tell tell the listeners why. What should it be? Yes or no? Vote on this. No. No. All right. Now, that's the easy part. Why? So, simply put, voting no will prevent 100 apartment units from going up directly across the street from Sequoia Park. This this should have been a small issue. It should have been handled by the city, but because they refuse to listen to the legitimate concerns of property owners and developers in the area and 2,712 signatures, it's on the citywide ballot. So we're asking that people vote no. This is about one development. That is what this question is about. But what it's become is something much bigger and that is um, if people are paying attention to any of the information being put out by the people who are asking for a yes vote, they make it sound like this is some, you know, business changing, uh, law changing ballot measure when it's it's really just about one development. So if you don't want 100 units of apartments that are four stories tall, to go directly across from Sequoia Park, then vote no. But you did ask why people should care. And the reason why they should care is because this really is a citywide issue. Um, reckless rezoning can affect any citizen. And that's what's been happening. The city has made it clear, especially recently through some publications and just different media, that they do not want the citizens to have a right to do a referendum in a rezoning case. They tried to change the city charter in 1994 and 78% of Springfield citizens said, no, we still want to be able to do a referendum on a rezoning. So I just feel like the, the city has made it more of a citywide issue than what we did. We requested that it just be repealed once we got the signatures that we needed, but they didn't want to do that. Legal battle ensued, and now it's on everybody's ballot. But we're hoping that what winning this vote will do to help this city is to encourage and foster um, developers and neighborhoods working together better and neighborhoods not being ignored because we feel like the end product would be better and it would be embraced by the community if everybody can get on board with a project. If it's just constantly contentious and nobody gets along, you're not going to have a you're not going to have a product that's good for the community. You know, when we keep hearing arguments against uh, your organization and, and pushing for a yes vote, uh, is that that your your association and others like it are against progress, against uh, development. Uh, you, if you lived off of a, 
Sunshine, you would not want the want, want a burger. You, you you don't want uh, you just want to keep things whatever it is. Um, are you anti development? Are you anti progress for the city of Springfield? No, in fact, um, since 2016, there have been 300 apartment units built within one half mile of Sequoia Park. We just put our blessing, stamp of approval, if you will, on Township 28, adding an additional 30 units. And we know that there will be development in Galloway. Um, a developer has purchased everything on a strip that's sort of adjacent to the current apartments that are on Lone Pine. It's actually on Barton Road. And then up on Mentor, between Mentor and Highway 65, there's a planned development that's already been passed. It just hasn't been started yet. So we do know that develop is, development is going to happen. This particular parcel, however, is uh, topographically challenging. It has flooding issues, but most importantly, it sits in the heart of our neighborhood directly across from Sequoia Park. It has a huge amount of trees on it. Um, it's just, we don't want that parcel to get something that's going to dominate the landscape of the park. Something, if anything goes there, it needs to be very sensitive. And, and you know, that fact that it's asking for rezoning, most people know there, there are things there already. It already has some general retail. It has some limited business. A lot of people are familiar with the bike shop. That used to be a thriving business. And for the past four years, it's been sitting, it's basically abandoned derelict as well as the one-of-a-kind Treadway building. There was a business there. There was a business in the Purple Shamrock, and there was a business in the home that's single-family residential. So these properties could absolutely be used appropriately under the zoning that they had when this developer purchased it. Sure. When we come back, we'll, we'll talk about some of the arguments for and against uh, this question and why, uh, why you believe voters should vote no. We'll be back. If you want uh, to call in, be a part of the show, give us a call here in the studio. 447-5743. All right, welcome back. You are listening to AOL. We are broadcasting live from Big Shots Golf. Um, it is a, uh, it's an opportunity uh, where they're partnered up with Hulk Hot Tub Services uh, to raise food donations for local veterans who are battling food insecurity. Uh, so come up here, bring some canned goods, get a ticket for every pound of canned goods you bring, uh, and have a chance to win a beautiful uh, Hulk hot tub uh, that would might look great uh, in your home or, or patio or backyard. Uh, drawings will be at 11 a.m., and, uh, and you must be present to win. Uh, the goal is to raise 4.1 tons of food for area veterans. Uh, as we move closer to the holiday seasons, all food donations will go to Serenity Honors and Her Freedom Food Drive for Veterans. So come by and, and, and check us out. Uh, we are joined here, I usually say in studio, but outside here at Big Shots Golf, uh, with uh, Melanie Bach of the Galloway Village Neighborhood Association. And, you know, one of the questions, uh, you know, Tom Marks was on last, yes, last week or yesterday and uh, on Nick's show and and he brought up a question and so I'll ask you if your association is so concerned about who or what is going to be uh, built or not built across from the park why didn't your association just go and, and buy these parcels of land uh, 3503, 3521, 3527, 3535 uh, and just buy it for yourselves? 
Well, it was never for sale. That's the short answer. Um, I've heard that multiple people did offer to buy, um, including NN Land Development that developed All Saints Lane and that the timing just worked out to where this developer who purchased it went and offered a huge sum of money to the people who were who owned it and they had some medical expenses so at that time in their life they just did decide to do that deal and they profited too it's kind of a long story but it was never for sale all right so it wasn't like this there there's for sale signs out in the yard and and you guys just could have bought it and, and, and made it to whatever you wanted to or and I think everybody's familiar with that because if you're a homeowner, then then you probably get things in the mail and people knocking on your door just begging you to put your house, to sell oh, your yeah. house to them that you weren't even considering selling. It's just a thing that's happening in the market. So in your mind, is this an issue that uh, the government is trying to tell private landowners what to do with the, with the land? Or is this a, a, a situation where private landowners are trying to tell the government what not to do with the land? So I think that there's a misconception when you talk about property rights. I believe in property rights. Property rights are vital. But when it comes to rezoning, the purpose of rezoning law is to protect existing property owners. That's so that, you know, you can't have a come and go gas station right next to your house. Right. If you already own a house, if you already own property, we have to have some restrictions in place so that Thing, new things can't come in that are going to harm you and the, your real property and disturb your property rights. So the um, opposition is spinning it in a way that, oh, we're violating their property rights, but we're absolutely not preventing them from using their property the way it was zoned. The way that they want to use it would damage our community, we feel like, and especially both adjacent property owners. So I think that this definitely is a case where the rezoning process should have worked to protect the property owners that were nearby and it didn't which is why we're here i think another motivating factor of, of why to maybe vote no on this could be just the way the city council has handled the situation from the get-go you, you were on here last month and and they were talking about the history of this of this case where uh, a, a young developer uh, bought some lands and it looks like there was maybe behind the door deals uh, with city council uh, that you weren't and your organization was not privy to. Uh, but, I mean, overall, what has the city council done in your estimation, from your vantage point, that was uh, beneath board, was, was not appropriate in this in situation? Well, we did a Sunshine Law request, and we did find that the mayor met with the developer twice, and we, as a sanctioned neighborhood association that is under the city's umbrella, we requested meetings with the mayor twice by email and we couldn't even get a reply. So, I mean, there was just a lot of facilitation from the city from what we found of, oh, you, you can't get the density you want. Let's see what we can do to help you out with that. And even right now, I mean, even as far as everything's gotten, if you go to the city's website, you will see a button that says ballot questions and it, it gives the text of the ballot question and then below that in bold, it says what a yes vote would accomplish, that it would affirm city council's decision. It doesn't say what a no vote would no. accomplish. So right now, if you do that, you will see that. So that's very telling in 
there, um, you know, as far as we're concerned, the mayor had his opportunity to make the right decision here. He had multiple opportunities. The city council had their opportunities. They could have, they could have listened to the citizens in the first place. They could have repealed it when we presented 2,712 citizens' signatures, registered voter signatures. They could have at that point decided, well, it seems like people really don't want this and just repealed it. But they didn't because they knew that they were going to play this game that they've been playing to just join the developer on, on the lawsuit side and say, yep, we have a problem. We can't do it. You know, nice try. Ha, ha, ha. So that just it didn't work out this time because we had great attorneys and we really had no idea that it was going to go this far. But we have uncovered uh, a huge deal that has been going on and I think we're really starting to see that when you see like uh, university presidents and respected Springfield leaders coming out blindly saying vote yes because I'm important and I'm telling you to they're misstating fact they're misstating facts they're not fact checking for one thing um, Cliff Smart was in the news leader um, couple weeks ago and he said that this development was keeping most of the trees it's not even keeping one-fourth of the trees so I'm I'm confused as to why they're not fact-checking they're just going out and blindly supporting um, this singular issue this one development Springfield has 15 apartment complexes currently under construction we have nearly 800 available units in our city so you know just the fact of what you're hearing from the other side should you know sort of raise everybody's eyebrows and go like why do you care so much about this one thing they don't they care about citizens being heard they care about our right to vote because it could interfere with their deals that they have already basically pre-negotiated and they go under the assumption that it's going to work out no matter what they do you know the neighborhood process has become a formality well, you, you talked about last time that what the city council did is when the land developer filed a lawsuit against the city and and the city responded and said, yep, you know what, you're right. You you win. Yeah. There, were, there was no fight. Uh, there was no standing up for its constituents. I mean, who is, I mean, who is your uh, city council person and, 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 and what are they doing? What's their name and what are they doing standing up for your organization? Matthew Simpson is our um, council, our zone four councilman, and he made it clear to us from the beginning that he would be supporting this development basically just for development's sake. I don't think it mattered what was in there to him, and what was really upsetting for our neighborhood was that um, he didn't he didn't even consider the things that we said, and he actually could have voted in our favor. And it still passed. Right. So it's like he didn't even care about the appearance of representing his. So hopefully somebody will run against Matthew Simpson. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Wouldn't it? It would be great. That is the uh, that is the frustrating thing, and what we have been talking about since 2020 is we need citizens to get up and and, and run for office and, and 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 be active in the political scene because you have this example right here where you have a city council who does not listen to its constituents uh you you brought up about the the whole bold and, and yes and what it would mean uh, for a yes vote do you remember when when the city council had put a, a a phone survey out about whether or not they should uh put a mask mandate for the city 
and you can press one for your for it or press two if you are against the mask mandate. And every time you press two, it would circle you back to go to, to press one. Oh, I didn't get that. Oh, I have it on video. I recorded myself doing it. It would not allow me to make a, a no vote on it. Um, and, and so you see these types of actions from city council that they just don't listen. And it's not just that. I mean, the the Court of Appeals, when they ruled in our favor, called this this duplicitous and disingenuous and a cancerous anomaly. And even after that, they still have this bold statement on our city's website, which is paid for by residents. Mm -hmm. That person who created that website, the, the maintenance of that website, the person who typed that out is our tax money. And they are still doing, it's like, still push forward at all costs and I feel like they are just terrified they have a whole lot to lose because they just don't want citizen input to matter they want to do development for development's sake they don't want anything to stand in the way of whatever you know whatever's going on in the background that that we don't know about right. but it definitely doesn't include neighborhood input it doesn't include respect for property owners nearby um, it doesn't include common sense. I mean, if you look at the developer's uh, website where he's requesting a yes vote, he has things about, oh, well, we're going we're gonna to help with the tax base. Well, he has a 10-year tax abatement because of the blight designation on that property. So even to say that is just absurd. And there's things about affordable housing. You know, the market, he says he's going to charge market rate, which is 1250 to $1,700 in the Galloway area. That, that's not affordable housing. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of misinformation out there, and we just want to make sure that people understand we don't have anything to gain from this. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, and we just want to make sure that Sequiota Park is respected and protected. And we just have nothing to gain financially from this. But you hear from all these other people, and it makes you wonder, you know, why, why are you so adamant that you want this one development to happen? It's very suspicious. Right. Well, we got to take our last break here of the hour. You are listening to All Out Law. If you got any last-minute questions, comments, snide remarks, give us a call here in the studio. All right, welcome back. You are listening to All Out Law. We are broadcasting live from Big Shots Golf. Uh, you can come by and have a chance to win a uh, brand new uh, hot tub uh, sponsored by Hulk Hot Tub Services. Uh, just bring in a canned good donation uh, and, uh, and make it uh, every pound. You can get a ticket. And every ticket gives you a chance to uh, win yourself a beautiful hot tub. Uh, and so it's a beautiful day. Come out here. A lot of, a lot of friends, a lot of uh, good folks around here. They got uh, drinks, I think, uh, available here for you to try out. Uh, and so this is a great time. Beautiful fall weather uh, to come out. And, uh, and it's all for our local veterans who, who need food for the holiday season. So come by. Bring it. Uh, go to Sam's Club, Costco, wherever you want to get your cans good. Uh, double up and and, uh, and bring it in and, and enjoy your time here. Um, you know, we, I said I was going to circle back to this, and, and, and we are. Uh, Constitutional Amendment 3, this is a uh, what most of you know is a marijuana, like to legalize marijuana. Uh, when you walk into the, the, the ballot uh, booth, you're going to read this. 
Do you want to amend the Missouri Constitution to remove state prohibitions on purchasing, possessing, consuming, using, delivering, manufacturing, and selling marijuana for personal use for adults over the age of 21? Uh, require a registration card for personal cultivation with prescribed limits. Allow persons with certain marijuana-related nonviolent offenses to petition for release from incarceration or parole and probation and have records expunged. Establish a lottery selection process to award licenses and certificates. Issue equi uh, equally distributed license to each congressional district and impose a 6% tax on the retail price of marijuana to benefit various programs. Look, I, uh, I'm a big believer in small government. And uh, I was in a uh, Christian networking uh, lunch Wednesday. And our local uh, prosecutor, uh, Green County Prosecutor Dan Patterson, was in uh, talking about how he was against uh, this Amendment 3. And, and I can tell you, just, just so you know, I, I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not on the opposite side of that, but for different reasons. You know, the arguments that I've been hearing from, like, law enforcement or even from Dan uh, is more of, like, the scare tactics uh, against the 21st Amendment. Well, if you legalize alcohol, you know, imagine all these car wrecks we're going to have and imagine all these horrible things and, and imagine people drinking beer outside of a school or imagine, you know, look, uh, none of that, the, the fear-mongering, none of that really matters. In my mind, it's the process that I'm upset with. Having a constitutional amendment to legalize marijuana is a terrible way to do it. Uh, as we said at the beginning of the show, the, the Missouri Constitution has just turned into a, a gigantic statute book. Uh, and and it's, it's not serving the, peop the people of, of the state. Uh, and so here's my big number reason why to vote no against Constitutional Amendment 3. As a lawyer, I can tell you that there is always unattended consequences in any bill or law. And you will, it can read a certain way, but then when you have a bureaucrat or bureaucracies that are implementing the policies of the, of the law, uh, you, you can find problems, okay? And that's with anything, whether it be family law, criminal law, uh, civil, property laws, whatever. And, and so we go to our state legislators, right, our representatives, our senators, say, hey, Here's a problem with the law. We need you to, to write a bill to amend it, to, to fix it, right? And then there's a process. You got committees, you got hearings on the floors, you got all this sort of stuff. And that is how you, you can create laws. And then you give it to the governor, governor to sign. This constitutional amendment, if you pass it, and there is an unattended consequence to it, whether it has to do with the licensing, whether it has to do with the, with the, the expungement of criminals' records, whether it has to do with uh, the, the, the whole taxation part of it, whether it has to do with any number of, of facets. This is 38 pages, ladies and gentlemen, 38 pages, single line, for this amendment. Now, you're not going to see these 38 pages on your ballot, no. It looks pretty nice. If I if I read it like this, well, that looks pretty good. I, I'm not necessarily against marijuana. If you, you want to have it, say la vie. All right. Um, but this is not how you do it. And my fear is that folks are going to read this and think, well, it's I'm I'm not against marijuana. Yeah, I don't want to use it, but I know people with medical issues and whatnot. Uh, they need it. Well, guess what? There's already a medical marijuana law in existence that the good people of Missouri voted for, again, putting it into the Constitution. Uh, and so this 
amendment to the Constitution will not uh, give those uh, people who need it uh, any other reason not to get it. Uh, you can go to a doctor. You, there's things you can do online. It's not hard. It's not difficult uh, to get one. Uh, and so this is just a problem. And the federal government needs to deal with it. Congress needs to deal with it. Our state legislators need to deal with it. But it does not belong in a constitutional amendment. And I hope you all can agree uh, that whether you are for marijuana or against marijuana, it is the process that I'm concerned about. And it is how do we fix problems? Because it'll be almost impossible uh, that if there's something wrong, then you have to put it back on. And it's very how much does it cost to get anything on the ballot, let alone a statewide ballot? Uh, and, and to amend the Constitution again to fix a problem. Uh, and so I just encourage all of you: uh, if you want legalized marijuana, talk to your rep, go talk to your state senator, go talk to your governor, uh, and say, look, get this passed. You know, pass a law. Uh, you can do that. You do not need a constitutional amendment. Um, all right, so we got a few minutes left uh, with our guest, Melanie Bach. And, you know, one of the things that I'm curious about and what I've been hearing about is that if you vote no against this, is A, what we told you earlier, this is against development, right? You're anti-development. No, 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 no progress. Um, but also, it's not fair. This this just gentleman spent you know millions of dollars. I guess I don't know how much he spent, hundreds of thousands maybe, uh, on on this deal, uh, and it's just not fair. He, he he put good money on this. What's the problem with that argument? So I just there there is a big ploy for sympathy going on on the opposition side. But I I hope that people will remember that he purchased this property under the zoning that it had at that time, which is, it was single family and limited business and general retail, and it was being used for those purposes. When he purchased it, he had a part of his contract that was a contingency where he could have walked away if he didn't get the zoning he wanted. But he saw the neighborhood opposition, and he and it was, it was a lot of neighborhood opposition. And he waived that contingency and purchased anyway. So, you know, risks don't always pay off. And I just feel like uh, people should pay attention to the fact that this has uh, become a thing where the city is demonstrating that they do not want citizen input. We're, we're trying to run the campaign the best way that we can. Um, we did just find out this week that there has been an ethics complaint filed against the developer already for failing to disclose his, well, various issues with the Missouri Ethics Commission. So, I mean, that right there, it shows inexperience, and that is one of our main concerns with what he was proposing to do there. Um, I would say if anybody has more questions, our, our website, GallowayVillage.org, has a ton of information. You can contact us through that website. You can also email us at GallowayVillage.org. Sorry, GallowayVillage at gmail.com. We have signs. We're trying to get them all over the city. And we just want people to make sure that they understand what they're voting for is 100 units of apartments across from Sequiota Park. Many people have gone to that park, um, whether it is to, to propose to their to their loved one to, for marriage or, or birthday parties, children's birthday parties. Um, it's a it's a it's a beautiful area. Um, and, and what are you hearing from folks? Uh, are you guys going kind of door to door? 
talking to other people around Springfield? I mean, what are their thoughts about about this question in, in particular? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because we're, you know, we're seeing the other side come out with all these big endorsements, you know, these all these respected people that are all like, you know, on the other side of it. But our endorsements have come from the regular citizens, including 2,714 registered voters in Springfield who signed a petition that enabled this to get on the ballot. And they were from all over the city. This wasn't just Galloway people. And we had people coming to us asking to sign, and also people who live just outside city limits that weren't able to sign and wanted to. So in 18 days, we got 2,700 endorsements, in my opinion. And these are from regular, everyday citizens who vote and care about this city. And a lot of them are fed up with the way that our city government is operating. Wow. Well, thank goodness Crystal Quaid wasn't going up against you. She'd be checking your uh, your boxes on who signed what your petition, if it was valid or not. Uh, and by the way, on, on that case, the Secretary of State did uh, file a notice of appeal uh, for uh, Larry Flanoid, not for Larry Flanoid, but for the, the, the case involving Larry Flanoid. Uh, and I told you, we'll, we'll keep you abreast of that. Um, well, we got a final minute here. So the... Uh, the simple answer to question one in your mind is a vote no. Do yes. not agree with the city. And I guess really the way you can frame it is a vote no is a no against the city council. It's a no against the city council, but it's also it's a yes for neighborhoods because we need a voice. So because that's been deprived of us, it's had to go this far and it's had to go on the ballot and it is precedent setting. If we can succeed at this and show the city that neighborhoods are going to demand to have our voices heard, then it's going to help every neighborhood if you get a developer that just refuses to compromise, which is what happened here. Right. So I think it could be a huge benefit to everyday citizens who just want to make sure that they keep the quality and the unique character of their neighborhoods intact. I encourage all of you to uh, go online, uh, read what's going to be on your ballot. Do not see it for the first time. Uh, November 8th. We got, like I said, two weeks, three days before the election. Get educated out there, guys. Um, and, uh, and, and give you a chance. We got, we're going to be here till 11 a.m., so come down to Big Shots and, uh, and donate some food. But until next Saturday, stay tuned. Thank you.